Well, good morning, everybody. We're GFPS. We're Grand Forks' best source. Thanking all you veterans out there on a Veterans Day. Today's show, the case of the missing dog, which, by the way, has been found. There was a happy ending, but uh, we're going to be talking with Ashley, Lexi, and Barry from the Crookston Humane Society on today's show. Going to be an interesting one. Your show today brought to you, by the way, by Duso Photography. You know, Bob Duso, ah, he does some fantastic work. Probably seen him around some of the local dirt tracks around here. In fact, you can come and see the Duso Photography Wall of Fame in the studios at GFBS. He does some great stuff. He's doing senior portraits still, family portraits, corporate pics. Maybe uh, you need some pictures for those Christmas cards to go out. He's the guy to look for, all right? Duso Photography. Go to dusophoto.com or call 218-230-4325. You know, if you want to look the best, Duso Photography can do that. Got to come and check out that Mark Dobmeyer metal picture here in the studio, man. It is cool. If you have any questions today or comments, feel free to call or text us. Um, well, I don't know if that'll work because we're going to have that phone line kind of busy today. But anyway, our number is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. And before we get going, it is time now for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I better turn Paul, the producer's volume up first. Here's the joke today. What do a dog and a cell phone have in common? What do a dog and cell phone have in common? They both have caller ID. <laughs> that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll give you that one. That would be better clever. if I hit the right button there. But um, yeah, they both have caller ID. Uh, there we go. All right. Welcome to the show. Uh, let's see. Ashley and Lexi are here. How are you girls doing today? Great. Doing great. Good. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's hear the story. Uh, first off, what happened? Tell us in your words. Okay. So we live like 15 miles out of town, probably a couple miles out of Crooks or Fisher. Okay. And typical morning, let the dogs out. Um, We just call them Del. Mm -hmm. Easier. Uh, Went off after the neighbor's cat. Okay. Yeah, which dogs like to do. Yeah. You know, pretty normal. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he ran over to the neighbor's yard, our neighbor called my husband, John. Okay. And John called me and said, hey, uh, Trav's bringing the dog back. And I said, perfect. So it had taken a little bit, and I was like, well, that's weird. Like, he should have been here by now. So I drove over to see if he was having problems, and he said, I turned around to go grab our pickup so I could just throw him in the box of the pickup and turned around, and he was gone. We're like, oh, that's weird. He never really leaves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He goes between two places, our north neighbor and our south neighbor. Because okay, our south neighbor has a pretty cute little German shepherd. Okay. Female that he, that's his girlfriend. Okay, so now, do you get along with these neighbors and Absolutely. all of that? And yeah. they all get along with the dogs. They all yeah. get it. I mean, yeah. do- okay, okay. They have dogs, and our south neighbor's dog comes to our, our house to see our mm-hmm, dogs. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Same thing in my neighborhood. All yeah. the dogs, they know each other. Yep, they okay. all know each other, and... Now, our Dell is buddy-buddy with the North neighbor's dog, too. So okay. So now they all play. It's just... Our South neighbor's probably, I don't know, like a mile away from us. Yeah. And then our North neighbor's probably like a block and a half. So okay. like, yeah, I mean, we live, in, we live in the boons. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really that close to us. So mm-hmm. 
which is kind of nice. It's very nice, mm-hmm. but it was just odd. Like the dog just never runs off like that. And so what did you do next? I mean, you know, all of a sudden your dog is gone. Did, did you have any questions for the neighbor? Like, what do you mean it was just gone? Did you see any vehicles, anything like that? Yeah, or? I mean, we asked everything. He's like, it was just like all of a sudden, like two, two minutes. He's like, it took me two minutes to go in the garage and get my pickup and he was gone. And that was just weird. Mm-hmm. So my husband was getting off of work at eight and this happened probably like 8.15. Okay. So he was just getting home. And of course, and in the morning, it was in the morning. Yeah. Yep. And so my husband is a social butterfly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know he's, Johnny. He's a social butterfly. So he pretty much rallied everyone and, uh, we all went out looking for the dog. I mean, every single neighbor we had and then neighbors, relatives, mm-hmm. and I think we had probably eight to 10 people looking for him in vehicles. And, and, and now, are you surrounded by farmland where you live? Yeah. I mean, so everything was, was everything it's pretty open. much, okay, everything was pretty much harvested, so it's yep. not like you'd be hiding in a wheat field or a cornfield or anything nope. like that, okay? Everything around us, I mean, for miles is harvested okay. by now. Okay, okay. I mean, we had a beet, f- we're pretty much surrounded by beets right now. Oh, you would have seen him in a beet field, easily yeah. Okay. Seen him in a beet field, and we couldn't see him anywhere. So it was just odd, like weird. Now, is this dog friendly enough? Say I pulled up. Oh, yeah. And I said, hey, come on in. Jump in. Would he, would he jump in my vehicle? His favorite thing to do is go for a ride. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So then what happened? We searched all day long. Mm-hmm. And then um, by the end of the day, I, I still worked most of the day because John was home and mm-hmm. looking for the dog. And then we had all of our neighbors looking for the dog. So once I got off of work, I actually ended up... <laughs> getting on horses mm-hmm. and I had three horses that I rode probably each rode around a 10 mile radius Wow! looking for them and we couldn't find anything. So at that point, were you thinking somebody stole our dog? Yeah. And what did you do next? Cried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, did you reach out to law enforcement or anybody like that or oh, report yeah. him lost or stolen or missing or anything yeah. like that? So John had called the sheriff's department. He called Circle of Friends. They answered right away. We tried calling the Crookston Humane Society, and there was no answer. Mm -hmm. So John, I think, reached out to them. I can't remember the exact time he reached out to them that afternoon. And then I had uh, messaged them on Facebook at about, like, 8.30. Okay. Um, Both times to both of us said that they hadn't seen the dog. And then I had um, a few Facebook posts that were shared a ton uh, that I had posted. And uh, I sent Crookston the post I had of him missing. And all they said was, nope, we haven't seen him, but we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. So John and I go to bed, like, thinking our dog is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, <laughs> I actually reached out to an animal communicator. <laughs> and it's like losing a, a family member. Well, we don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So our dogs are our kids. Like, yep. Especially Dell. Dell was our first dog together. Okay. And he's pretty much the biggest staple in our family. All right. The way he loves them is, yeah, you, it's, like, it's their dog. <laughs> if you saw baby. John in this dog, you would probably throw up. A little bit. <laughs> did, did, you, did you already say what kind of dog it was? He's a purebred German Shepherd. Okay. Okay. 
And uh, you reached out, uh, what, Facebook, or you left a message to Crookston Humane Society? Yeah, he left a message, and then we both reached out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, they told John that they didn't have him or haven't seen a German Shepherd, and then um, told me also that they didn't see him or have him. Okay. Um, then in the morning, uh, John messaged, the, messaged them again. So this was the following night when they said they hadn't seen him. This was the previous night. Yep. So the previous afternoon and okay. night. Okay. Both times they said that they hadn't seen him. And, you know, they're, they're super nice about it. They're like, oh, yeah, we hope you find your dog. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, if anything happens, we'll let you know. So the f- following morning, um, John all of a sudden is, you know, messaging every th- everyone and everything because this is his his baby. Mm-hmm. And so he messages the Crookston Humane Society, I think at like eight in the morning, eight or eight 30. And the gal replies and she's like, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we have your dog. And she said, can you send us some pictures? Which I mean, both of us have probably a million pictures on our phones mm-hmm. of this dog, because again, there are kids. Mm-hmm. And Dell is a very unique looking Pure by German Shepherd. I mean, yeah, he doesn't look like your average. Okay. He's not a black and tan. And bl- yeah. Uh-huh. Um, he's a, they call him a silver sable. Okay. Oh, yep. That's, yep. I was looking at those when I, because I have a German Shepherd too, and I yeah. was looking to get one of those because they're just cool looking. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's beautiful. Yeah. My neighbors, next door neighbors that from here to rumors away, um, they actually have a German Shepherd too. So I, I know a lot about German Shepherds. They're great dogs. I mean, they're a lot. I could see why you'd think that somebody might have stolen too, because I know a lot of people want them to breed. Mm. So well, if you have a purebred and it's, and, know, and, and, and um, he's yeah. got the little dingly, well, according to you, they're <laughs> not little, but um, he's, he's definitely a breeder. Is that right? If you ask John, he's got a handful. Okay. <laughs> 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 my John, my John, not this John, okay. my John. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Um, okay, so the next morning, you contact them again, and they think that maybe they have the dog. They want you to send pictures. Yep, and she's like, oh, yeah, he's here. Okay. And so then we're, like, super excited, but they don't open until noon. Mm-hmm. And, we're just and like, it doesn't say on there, you know, who's responding. So it just says. It could it have says, been anybody from yeah. in the building. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so we're just excited, and John... You know, he's chomping at the bit to get his dog back. Like, he is so excited. Like, I have never seen my husband cry. Mm. Ever. Oh, there we go, Johnny. He he cried. Yep. He'll probably be really upset with me for saying this, but he did cry. You know, I cried my eyes out when my Weimaraner died. So don't feel bad, buddy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, he was so excited. And we were, like, counting down. I was like, Lexi, I'm going. Because we work together, mm-hmm. too. Should throw that out we work together so i'm like i'm going at 11 45 we're going to go get my dog like we're so excited we brought the little dog with because he like just wasn't right right yeah so we brought him with and we were thinking like yes we're getting our dog back and we show up at well, first john had to work yeah john, so you and your mom went yeah john had to work so it was just me and my mom and we show up and no one's there. So we're like sitting and all of a sudden they pull up and we're like sitting in the pickup waiting and waiting. Like we just want our dog back. And so I go in and, you know, farm dogs, we don't sit and have 
a bunch of colors and identifying things mm-hmm. on them. There's too much stuff that can get stuck. Yep, yep. They get caught on things. Yeah, and yeah. he is a full-blown farm dog. Yep. Like, he's a working dog. Mm-hmm. He puts our cattle back in when they need to go back in, and he's he's a working dog. And so we showed up, and they're like, nope, we don't have your dog. And okay. I'm like, well, we talked to somebody, and they said they for sure have our dog. They're like, nope, the dog that we have here is neutered and um, not purebred. And I'm like, okay, like heart crushing, like, oh my gosh, I just got my hopes up that we're getting my dog home. And so I'm like showing them pictures and they're like, just kind of like hemming and hawing around the fact. I'm like, okay, like, they're like, nope, he's neutered. And I'm like, well, he has a chip. And I'm like, he has a black and silver collar on. Like, just a plastic, like, almost like those hunting collars you can get. Just mm-hmm. a black and silver collar. They're like, nope, this dog's neutered. I'm like, well, he has a chip. And they're like, well, our chip reader's batteries are dead. <laughs> okay. So then um, I'm completely defeated at this point and crying. And I called John. And John's like, well, did you see the dog? And I said, no, they wouldn't let me see the dog. He's like, well, go back in there and you're going to see the dog. And you could just tell he was super defeated, too, thinking mm-hmm. like he, he's getting his dog, and now it's just kind of like we have to start from ground zero again. And so I went back in, and I said, well, my husband's not going to let me leave until I see, like, can confirm this isn't our dog. Okay. And um, the woman was just like, no, we're not letting you see the dog. Hmm. I'm like, what? And she's like, no, you can't see him. She's like, you could take identifying um, parts about him and go and tell somebody else and they could come get him. Did, did they give you a reason why they wouldn't let you see the dog? Because I could take details of the dog and then tell somebody else about it. Oh, okay. Okay, so it wasn't like a COVID thing or anything no. like that? No, we're not going to let you in here? No. Okay, okay, so they thought you maybe you were a dog thief, maybe, or something? <laughs> Apparently. The black market dog dealer over here, Ashley? Um, I mean, I look pretty. You look pretty dog thievish to me. I, I don't I know. I feel like it. I feel like I'm <laughs> probably a dog thief and a, uh, okay. a little sketchy looking. So, especially I was wearing Harry Potter pajama pants. Oh, so nice. Even even worse. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm like, he's not going to let me leave until I see this dog. Mm-hmm. So, so as I'm standing in there, John's calling them, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Let her see the dog." And he has a very distinct scream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can kind of hear this in the back. And I'm like, I just, something about this isn't right. Like, I kind of feel like my dog he had is a here. bad vibe about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would they tell us that he's here if it's not him? And they're like, oh, she's just a cleaner. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. She doesn't see the dogs. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I don't know what John did. I've never seen him angry. So um, I don't know how mad he got. But mm-hmm. they finally were like, Oh, I guess our chip we our chip reader works. We'll go look again. Okay. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, and he has a huge knob on his head because he got a tick bite and had an allergic reaction from it. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, we made a mistake. We do think this is your dog. Okay. And they're like, well, you can come see him now. <laughs> and the second I walked back there... That little turd <laughs> broke through the gate and just oh, starts wow. screaming. And I'm like, 
crying hysterically because my baby. So it was pretty obvious at that point. Oh, yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. that's for sure your dog. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that is her dog. And I'm like, and obviously he's not, you know, he's still intact. And uh, we did end up getting to bring him home. And then, of course, like, they're helping us out. And my mom is reaming this person out, which I felt bad. But my mom was really upset, too, because... Mm-hmm. I'm the only child, so if you mess with the baby, you're messing with the only one that she's got. Yep. And uh, he lived with her for almost a year, too, so she loves the dog, too. And it sounds stupid over a dog. No, 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 it's not. It's not. You're in a a studio full of dog owners here. (laughs) Believe me, it's not. Um, If I ever caught somebody stealing a dog, I don't even know what I would do to them. mm -hmm. I mean, that's just like as low. It's like your kid. That's as low. I mean, what kind of low life form? person does something like that and and you're reading more and more about it all the time um my little pug rodney we were talking about before we started the show uh he disappeared uh i think it was two winters ago now and uh it was in the middle of winter um he's basically blind and deaf and i mean i'm sure you have coyotes out at your place because we've got them yeah and fishers are another one that we've got issues with but the dog disappeared and we had a search party out for this dog for over 24 hours. It was overnight. He's not a quiet dog. He snorts, grunts, breathes heavy, makes all kinds of pug noises like pugs do, you know, the squeal here and there. But it was funny because uh, even even our son came from Fargo. We had people all overlooking, could not find this dog. And here, my next door neighbor was standing in front of his house talking to my son, and he gets a call from his mom, uh, who was on her way to Minoman. And she says, are your neighbors still missing a dog? And he says, yeah, we're out looking for him right now. Well, there's a black dog walking down the railroad tracks about a half mile from their house. So here was Rodney, huffing and puffing (laughs) and burping and grunting, coming down the railroad tracks. And we found him. But that's where I think that that alone phobia thing I told you about when he started squealing. But I think that had a lot to do with it. But now, Ashley, is this just... A simple mistake. I mean, it was maybe it was the cleaning person, or do you have like a conspiracy theory, or what do you think happened? I mean, because I'll just say too, one thing that she did get told that she didn't mention um, was that he had a family ready to adopt him. Wow! And that was a very uh, that just made emotions that much higher because you know if you think about it. What if this dog gets adopted because she can't see it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then this family is so excited to have a new family member in their home. Sure. Then they take it to the vet like you do, and they read the chip only to find out their dog is actually her dog. Now they're losing a family member, too, that they Did it get to that point? Almost. Yeah, they called. So when John was on the phone with... Um, I don't know who, I think it was Barry he was on the phone with, and he said, well, there's a family here ready to adopt this dog, and it hadn't even been 24 hours. Yeah, shouldn't there be like a waiting time or something? Usually it has to be at least five days. Now, I don't know Minnesota laws, or Mm -hmm. I'm not fully sure, but I'm almost positive it's a five-day hold Mm -hmm. when they are found. Okay. So now I don't know about 
in this case, they told her surrender. So now I don't know what. Oh, the, sure. If the dog was surrendered. Right. Okay. So basically, what That's this where could it switches is because we're told that this dog is surrendered. And that the owner came in and surrendered him. And okay. that's why it's a whole... And, and now, okay, so at that point, can we kind of take some of the blame away from the Humane Society? Because if somebody comes in and says, this is my dog, I don't want him anymore, find a family for him, that's kind of a whole different scenario. And, and, and so that's where I can see where things get really kind of muddy there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so this is... Where it's different because then they told us again that he was found. Mm-hmm. So it went from he was surrendered and that they, the owner knew, or the owner, quote, yeah, whoever himself, brought the dog in, whoever brought the dog in, knew his name, knew that he was well trained, all this stuff. But then they said, nope, he was found. Hmm. Okay. So that, that brings up if they knew the name. And knew all this about the dog. It's got to be somebody that knows you. I mean, do you really or have... I saw the Facebook post. Oh, I mean, sure. it was shared... Yeah. A lot. I know a that's lot. that's how I actually got wind of this story. And yeah. um, I, I tell you what, we're going to be back uh, with Ashley and Lexi here uh, again soon and, and find out the story about this dog. Uh, we are also going to call Barry from the Crookston Humane Society and uh, see what he has to say about this. And we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. But if you've been putting off that remodel or uh, maybe something new around your house long enough, tell you what, call Executive Properties. Get that stuff done. Uh, they do all types of commercial and residential work. They do it all. I mean, from bathrooms to kitchens to trim and tile to concrete work. Uh, maybe you need a garage built. Uh, maybe you need an addition built. Uh, maybe you need a new deck built. I think you get the picture. Executive Properties takes the time to listen to what you want done, and then they're going to do it the right way, the way you want it done. Barry Romo and that incredible crew with over 30 years of experience, they could take care of you. They have some great senior and referral discounts. Uh, you know what? Maybe money's a little tight. Well, they're willing to work with any budget, too. And we're supposed to get some snow today. And if you didn't know this, Executive Properties, you'll see these guys all over town all winter long. They do snow removal. So for your general contractor needs or maybe some snow removal needs, call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Or check out the website at executiveproperties.org. And uh, check out the reviews, too, on Facebook and Google. I was just looking at some of the pictures the other day. Uh, They do great stuff. Man, awesome work. Executive Properties, your one-stop company that can do it all for you. All right, let's see if we can get this to work here. Uh, We're back. Going to try to make the phone work. And let's see if we can't get Barry on the phone here. Hello. Hi, is this Barry? Yes, it is. Hi, Barry. John Roberts from Grand Forks Best Source. And uh, thanks for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. All right? That's fine. Um, uh, you know, uh, when we started doing this show, uh, we kind of titled it um, the, the Case of the Lost Dog or the Missing Dog or whatever. Um, ends up uh, ending up the Crookston Humane Society. And um, I, I just have a couple of questions because um, we've all agreed here that, that we are fans of humane societies all of us um, the majority of us in the studio right now barry have rescue animals and uh i'm not believe me i'm not here to throw you under the bus all right uh just hoping you'd ask answer a couple of questions um according to the ladies in here uh when they first uh reached out to you guys it was afternoon and night 
Uh, they said you hadn't seen the dog. And then the next morning, they said that you had replied that you might have the dog. And then when they got there, you said you didn't have him. This dog was neutered. He wasn't a purebred. Um, they said he had a black and collar or a black and silver collar, and he also had a chip. Um, you claimed that the chip reader didn't work at first, and then you wouldn't let them see the dog. And then the dog was already ready to adopt, which I get if the people that brought the dog in was saying they're surrendering it, uh, didn't want it anymore. But my question to you, if it wouldn't have, if the, whoever brought the dog in, if they wouldn't have said we were surrendering the dog, is there a waiting period um, before the dog would go up for adoption? The person the, the person who brought the dog in was a college student who found the dog on the highway. So, yes, they surrendered it to us because they couldn't care for it until they found the owner. But, no, we weren't adopting that dog out yet. And, first of all, the first I heard from these people was the morning they came and got the dog. Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot of misinformation going on here. Okay. Now, now, um, another question is, do you think maybe they reached out to somebody else there who just didn't go through the chain of command or whatever and, and let you people know or, or not? We have three part-time employees, and our manager is a, do- a volunteer. It's like the board members are all volunteers. So, no, the manager was there, and nobody reached out to her till the next morning. Okay. In fact, when the, the gentleman called me the next morning, he said the dog had been missing since the night before. And we know we got the dog early the morning before, so it just didn't make sense to me because they weren't giving us the correct information. All right. Is it right. Is, is it true that uh, you wouldn't let them see the dog when they first came to pick him up? That is true because we've had... We rarely get lost animals in. Most of our animals either come from the police, they're surrendered, or they are abandoned. Mm-hmm. So when we do get a lost animal in, in the past, somebody's come in and says, yes, that's my animal. And then the owner comes in and says, where's my animal? Sure. So what we have to do, we don't let them see the dog until we see a picture of the animal so we can compare it. All right. Did they show you pictures before that? Because they're claiming they did. Yes, they showed us pictures when the lady arrived. Okay. It was less than 30 minutes. She had her dog was out the door. Okay. So for this to be such an ordeal weeks later makes no sense to me. Uh, well, the only reason it's weeks later, uh, Barry, is because of our scheduling. We we couldn't get them on any quicker. But my whole deal about this show today, Barry, is um, just to see if, I mean, I get it. Uh, mistakes happen. Things happen. Misunderstandings happen all the time. But um, and, and we are a true believer in humane societies. But, it, you know, do you think, I mean, I don't know if you're if you a dog owner or not. Um, I know if I showed up. And, and my dog was in a in a, a place he's not familiar with. And if I showed up at the door, my dog would definitely know who I am. And I'm wondering uh, why it, can't you guys do that by just the reaction of the dog? Because uh, she said the dog, when she walked in, basically broke the gate down and came flying out after her. So it is or is that not quite enough? Because we've also mentioned the fact that people like to steal dogs. Uh, there's a market out there for them. And and I was just wondering if just from the dog's reaction, if, if that is not enough or is there a certain criteria they have to go through before you can finally figure this out? 
we had no idea if the dog was going to react that way or not. And if she went back there and said, oh, that's my dog, and the dog just sat there, then what could we say at that point? We wanted to verify before they saw the dog. Mm-hmm. And that's all we wanted to do is verify. Okay. All right. Well, it ended up having a happy ending. Yeah. Like I said, it was less than 30 minutes and she was out the door with her dog. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, and as far as the chip itself, we rarely get animals that are chipped because, and our chip breeder is very old because we don't deal with chipped animals. Mm -hmm. So that's not something we ordinarily do is take the chip breeder and run it over an animal. Okay. okay. Isn't that I, kind of the whole pur- purpose of the chip reader? Yeah, I always, I always thought that, um, that if you adopted a dog, and I, and I know um, some humane societies might have more funding than others, but I always thought if you adopted a dog through humane society, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Barry, um, I thought that they put chips in the dog, so I kind of thought it was a common thing, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We're a very small humane society with run strictly by volunteers and three part-time employees. We don't have the funding to chip animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the fact uh, when when they asked about the dog and, and you said that you didn't have him and this dog was uh, neutered and not a purebred when obviously he was? Or is that just a mistake? I think that the lady was a little hysterical, but... When the girl brought him in, she's apparently one of the animals in one of the animal programs out at UMC. She said it looked like to her the dog had been neutered because the testicles were so small. So we just assumed that. We didn't look to verify that one way or another. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, that's what we assumed was the truth. Okay. So that was just okay. a mistake. Okay. So, okay, now I just want to ask you some advice, Barry, because I don't – I hate – to even be talking about this stuff. I know what it's like to lose an animal. If somebody loses an animal and they think maybe somebody brought it into the Humane Society, what do you recommend people do? Um, uh, What's the best course of action to take? Like we finally figured out, this dog had, I think, a knot on it. Yep, from a tick bite. Yep. Had they had said that at the very beginning, it has a knot up there. We could have gone back there and checked that and said, yep, this is your dog. Mm-hmm. So we need some kind of identifying mark that's undeniable. Okay. Okay. That's, that's the best way for us. Okay. Um, and um, I, I thank you for your time, Barry. And, and I hope uh, this went the way you wanted it to. Uh, because like I told you at the beginning of the show, we're not here to throw the Crookston Humane Society under the bus. Uh, we think the Humane Societies, all of the local ones around here, we think they do a fantastic job. And it sounds to me like it was a misunderstanding. And, and I get how emotional people can get about their pets and their dogs. But, um, you know, uh, hopefully we don't have to go through this again, right? Right. We'll make sure that we get that identifying mark the next time, first thing. Okay. And as far as myself, I'm involved with Humane Society because I have two rescued cats myself that I love very much. Okay. So I would get emotional if I had lost my cats. All right. Because I'm very close to my cats. Wow. Hey, thank you. Thank you for spending some time with us this morning. All right. You have a great day. All right. Thank you. Uh, that's Barry from the Crookston Humane Society. And uh, we're looking at some of the texts coming in. Uh, go figure, Kaylee. <laughs> 
why the hell would their why the hell would their cleaning lady have access to their Facebook account that uh, the authority to respond to people looking for their pets without said cleaning ladies not having access to see the animals? Sounds fishy to me. Uh, seems like they knew how valuable this dog could be for breeding purposes since he's intact. Uh, tell him to get the chip reader. Ask for grant from the state. Uh, that comes from Mike, and uh, thank you guys all for uh, chirping in here today. But um, now, now here's the thing, and and we're not accusing them of breeding purposes or because he's got a handful. We know he's valuable and all that kind of stuff. This is just really a very unfortunate thing that happened. Um, it's too bad because emotionally, I know, I, I, I could imagine uh, just from what you are talking about with your husband and how you feel, but... It just there still seems to be something weird here. And I'm not saying it's the Humane Society's fault or whatever. I would really like to know who picked that dog up and who brought it in. Was it a UMC college student? Um, you know, I, I think that that sounds really weird, too, because, I mean, you don't just randomly go pick up a full-grown German shepherd that's out, like, on its own. I mean, mm-hmm. most of the time you're kind of like, I'm going to distance myself from this thing. Especially, and, and don't take this wrong, but especially a girl. Because I think they claimed it was a girl that brought it in. And what the heck was she doing driving around out there in the first place? I could see if it was a guy maybe driving around looking for grouse or looking for something to shoot or, you know, things like that. But maybe she was coming from a farm. Maybe she was an equestrian-type person like you or... But they're just, I'd really like to know because I think that's where this whole thing will be answered is if we could just find out who the heck picked that dog up. You know, because at first when you talk about it, it sounds like, and that's why I asked you, how do you get along with your neighbors? You know, the first thing to me was I thought, maybe it's a neighbor that's sick and tired of this dog coming over, blah, blah, blah. So they bring it in and they go, I don't want it anymore. And they think it's going to be gone for good. And that's the end of the story. But uh, you you don't seem to think that's what happened. Also, when people see a, a stray animal, don't they normally call the police and then it goes to the dog pound? Or um, people do pick them up, and but they usually do bring them to the Humane Society um, or they put it out on social media. You know, hey, I've got your dog. He's here. He's fine. I'll hold him for 24 hours or whatever, but then bring him to the Humane Society. But uh, again, getting back to that, do you have any any idea who do you think maybe could have picked that dog up? No. Um, at first, that was my big thing, too. I was like, do I have to be nervous about, you know, my neighborhood? Like, is somebody mad at me? Like, i worried. Um, do I have to worry about my dogs? And uh, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I just, I don't know who... Mm-hmm. And they told us that it was a like a smaller girl, and they knew the dog's name. And the dog's name wasn't on the collar. No, I don't keep his name on mm-hmm. for stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they said that he knew she knew the name, and I mean, who knows if that was right either? I mean, well, and this is the first we've heard that it, that somebody found found him and then surrendered him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a. Yeah, it's kind of a fine line because and a find isn't necessarily a surrender. Right, right. Usually a surrender would be I've had this dog. I can no longer provide the care that this dog needs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so it, it, it is even, a fine line. Yeah, I mean, if somebody went into the shelter and said, I found this dog, I'd like to surrender it. 
I mean, wouldn't their natural course be, okay, well, we should probably contact the authorities and yeah. see if, you know, whoever's dog is looking for their dog. Yeah. Not, you don't just find something and then. Well, and then the other thing, too, that's kind of, it's just disheartening because, like we said, like we love, everything with animal shelters is, we know it's not easy work. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what everybody does every day on a day-to-day basis to keep shelters running and going is very, very hard. Yes. So 100% kudos there. Um, the disheartening thing is to send somebody out the door that says that is my dog. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal is to make sure that these pets go to their correct home. Yep. Or if they have been abandoned mm-hmm. or surrendered to find them a good home. Right. So we don't, we know how hard it is on dogs and cats and any pets to jump from home to home. Right. So right. if you have somebody saying, Hey, this is my dog. Um, I understand they were burned before, which completely makes sense why they were a little bit um, cautious, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. We don't mm-hmm. want it to go to somebody else, but to send somebody out the door, she could have easily, if John wouldn't have told her. Literally, if it no, wouldn't have been for my husband, yeah. I would have left and we would not have my dog. Yeah. And then that's where, I, that's where I got into the part of what would have been very, it could have just gone so much further if it got adopted and then that family finds out they can't have the dog because it's, yeah, it actually has a home. So, so no matter what, somebody's getting their heart broke. That's was my, and it's yeah. a very unfortunate thing. Right. And uh, by the way, Kaylee, what do you mean? Go figure. I just meant that because you're you are such a good person about texting us, and 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 she really gets into the show. Uh, we get we do get a lot of a lot of texts from her. Well, even if somebody um, goes into uh, adopt a dog, I mean, it's not like you just go in there and you're like, I want that dog, and you walk out the door. Yeah, you know, you there's have a to, process. Yeah, there's a process. You have to fill out paperwork. You got to get approval. You got to show that it can. It's going to a good home. All kinds of stuff. And if you look at strays that get found, that's where we were talking earlier. There should be that five day hold. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know Minnesota law, so um, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. Um, but that's where the word, you know, stray found and surrender mm-hmm. are kind right. of two different. Yeah, and, so, and usually a stray, well, I guess they would still have a collar on, but in, in most cases, that's not the case. Okay, so Ashley, I want to know, uh, have you changed anything now with uh, with the way you keep your dogs? Uh, maybe a collar with the name and a phone number or anything, or has anything changed? Are you doing anything different? Are you still worried about this happening again? Um, It's kind of like a little bit of a panic. Like, I, I do get worried because, mm-hmm. again, it's like the unknown, like... Or there are people out here driving around looking for dogs. Yep. Like, that's scary. Um, he has an electric collar on that he had gotten off. Somehow. Okay. That's back on. Mm-hmm. And um, John's put a chain up, but we haven't resorted. To yeah, dogs shouldn't yet. be chained up. And, no. and I know you believe in that, yeah, too. No. Um, what I like to do is a simple collar, uh, one that, that doesn't fit too loose. Because, yeah, especially in a farm, uh, I've seen where dogs get hung up. On the collar, That's and I've seen thing, where dogs yeah. have have choked um, with with the dog's name and my phone number, and that's it. Because that doesn't always work. Because if somebody's looking to steal the dog, a collar is easy to take off. But if somebody's looking to do the right thing and make sure this dog gets back to his house, well, then they will do the right thing. It, it boils down to basically, after listening to this whole story, some prick out there 
someone that's not a good person picked up your dog and tried to cause harm to a family or more than one family. And and it's just it's a terrible story, but it's got a very good ending. Yeah, we did post a really cute video of him with John. Mm-hmm. When he got home. It was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, everything's good now. Yeah. Yeah. You all happy? Yes. Did you get everything out today that you wanted to get out? I sure did. Are you sure? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was kind of skeptical about um, doing this show today, but I think this is something that happens a lot around the country. Well, I, and I, it's good that there's a good ending. Yeah, I did get a lot of messages about like this happening to other people's dogs and like, mm-hmm. the same thing, like their dog getting adopted out and how horrible it was. And I just feel like we're really lucky. And whoever the cleaner was at the Crookston Humane Society, major, major kudos, because without you, we wouldn't have had our dog back. Wow. Great story. Thank you, girls, for coming in today. Yeah. Wow. Well, so the case of the missing dog has been solved. And that's a good thing. And I'd like to thank Ashley and Lexi for coming in today. And I also want to give a shout out to Barry at the Crookston Humane Society for um, answering the phone and talking with us a little bit this morning. Uh, Keep up the good work over there. We know it's not easy. And uh, we do support our local humane societies. So, man, I'm glad this story ended up good. Hey, I'd like to give a special thanks and a special shout out to Integrity Fundraisers. You know, in as little as two weeks, they can help any school, sports team, youth group, nonprofits, Help you all raise money for much-needed funds. You can purchase personalized water bottles or mugs with your name and logo on it. They also support business in need of business cards, brochures, any printed materials, design, laser engraving, shipping. They have got some cool laser engraved drinkware. Uh, Their barbecue sets are awesome, too. Cutting boards, poker, and golf sets. Might have to get me one of those growlers or a flask. Tell you what, with over 300 clients, including Grand Fork's Best Source, and $3 million raised locally and over 390,000 students served, well, they can help you too. Integrity Fundraisers in the Grand Cities Mall, call 701-402-2171 and let Integrity Fundraisers help you. Hey, we would love to have you become a Podbean Premium subscriber. Chance for you to win some stuff. You go to your Play Store, you download Podbean, search GFBS, hit follow and buy premium, and you are all set. In fact, uh, we're going to have a pretty big giveaway coming up on Friday. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow. Hey, also, don't forget, we're now on Amazon Music. Tell your smart speaker to play GFBS Podcast, and it'll do it. And we're looking for your five-star reviews on Google, too. And by the way, we are a Pure Mist safe zone. Tomorrow on a Dirty Thursday, NOSA Outlaw Sprint Car Driver Jordan Adams and his dad Dave Join the Bullring Boys. Yep, Chad should be back in the studio tomorrow, so we're looking forward to that. And make sure you like, share, and tag us, everybody. We're Grand Forks' best source, giving Grand Forks an identity again.